Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Over the Wall Podcast. I am your host, Yessie, and I'm here with... Yoseline. And... And Diego. And today, we are catching up, right? Yeah. How's your <sighs> quarantine going, y'all? We haven't really met since we were supposed to record with a special guest. Um, mm-hmm. We were listening to Bad Bunny's new album, and then... Diego's PC could not handle Bad Bunny and just rolled over and died. And I think we did order a PC, but because with everything going on, like, wasn't it around the time where, like, essential things were being mailed through, like, I think Amazon or whatever? And it yeah. took a while for the PC to come in. So we were on on a bit of a hiatus because of the PC issues um, and then the mailing issue and then setting it up and then everything shut down and... I don't know. I guess we all just kind of like, I guess we're not doing the podcast for a while. Take a moment to take it easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Taking take all of the things that were happening, all the news, all the conspiracy theories, you know. It's not a conspiracy theory. 5G causes coronavirus. <laughs> I've told you. I'll send you more articles. It's fine. You'll learn. Uh, as we know, we are all still working Diego and I are considered essential mm-hmm. so we have been dealing with the public not to rub it in yours but you work from home yes I've been lucky enough to be able to work from home but but yeah I've been working from home since about March still working here doesn't look like we're going back anytime soon I'm enjoying it in the most part definitely have had to adapt in a few ways um and just in, as and also like adapt as a whole to just different communication styles and working with your team and everything. So besides like the physical adaptation of like my home is now also my workplace and, you know, trying to create some boundaries between that. Um, I think it didn't only change that, but it changed like the way that you're working with your team, you're connecting with your, um, you know, your clients essentially, um, so yeah, so definitely a little bit of adaptation in that, but for the most part, I do feel there's been moments where I where I, I have really enjoyed it for the most part. So that's why we were gone for a while. And how about y'all? I know, I know we've been you know in the stay at home order for a while. We're seeing a lot of our communities and lawmakers. Um, go ahead and start, you know, getting things, quote unquote, reopening things. So whether it's through faces um, or through, you know, just automatically like, hey, everything's reopened this day. Like how has, how has that um, been for you? Before we get into that question, how have you been in quarantine have you learned a new a new skill i know there's there's so much ramble um about like oh this is the time like hashtag sparta um <laughs> not literally but <laughs> who says that who are you I, wonder who that? I sometimes say that um but no but like yeah a whole lot of bust of like this is a time to learn something new if you don't come out of quarantine like blah 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 um, I guess, how have you just been holding up in this whole acknowledgement of like the pandemic and everything? I learned how much I can truly drink. 
Mm. <laughs> that it's is a very a... important skill <laughs> to develop. Hashtag this is Sparta. <laughs> uh, you've been streaming, uh, right, Diego? Some uh, magic. Oh yeah, gathering. yeah. I started streaming again. That's a thing. Huzzah! Follow me at uh, Mesley Plays at Twitch.com, Twitch.tv, whatever the hell it's called. Um, so yeah. So how have y'all been holding up during this time, mentally, physically? I mean, my life hasn't really changed. I have to go to work. Yeah. Get home, and I do the stuff that I did before. I just can't go to places randomly now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, we just don't go out to eat as much. Like, we'll order in. Been playing lots of board games. Ooh, fun. These board games that you're playing, are you actually playing them properly? Are you following the rules? Or are you Castillo cheating? First of all, how dare you? Um, (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. Okay? Okay? Okay. Okay, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure. How dare you? Sorry, I'm getting all messy. So that's, that goes into my next question. What or is anybody obviously yes, you're quarantining with someone. Mm-hmm. Is anybody else quarantining with anyone? Diego, I know you got your cats. You- <laughs> I was gonna say I'm quarantining with my cats. Uh, uh, uh. I think the only part that gets a little bit tricky is um, I do biweekly therapy sessions, mm-hmm. uh, and I have to do it through my laptop now yeah <laughs> so i have to forward warn brian to like not listen in to those sessions yeah but then the other day i forgot to tell him and he was like yeah i kind of heard your therapy session and like i was crying oh <laughs> so it's like oh okay well <laughs> um why don't you hide in your harry potter closet i've tried it's really hot and there's there's no light in there and it's pretty full of stuff even if, even though it's organized it's it's pretty full so mm-hmm. yeah and it's yeah you run out of air real fast in there why don't you make brian hide in there instead riddle me that <laughs> batman that's a great idea i have to tell him when he wakes up i like that that yeah. is true um well i'm glad y'all are quarantining i'm quarantining with my plants so they're here with me but quarantine here, obviously, y'all know um, I'm quarantining alone, which that has definitely, I think in the beginning, similarly to y'all, um, I didn't feel like there was a lot of change in my life, um, which, you know, obviously, like, that's coming from our our quarantining is coming from a place of semi-privilege of that we have a home to quarantine, um, millions of people in America do not have a home, and, you know, like, or have access to a lot of these things that we have access to technology to do our work, technology to do our therapy sessions in itself, you know? Um, we still have jobs. Yeah, we still have jobs. And so many people have been influenced by the pandemic and all the changes and adaptations and losing their jobs, you know, potentially risking um, facing evictions at some point and everything. So um so you know i feel like lucky to say and privileged as hell to say um that that i'm blessed to feel and know that 
not a lot has changed for me in this pandemic. I think besides just the fact of obviously like um, processing the emotions of like my concern for others, um, safety and well-being, whether that's, you know, starting from my immediate group of family and friends and then expanding into also communities that I work closely with um, or communities, you know, that are part of our identities that we know are being um, affected in way, way severe ways by all of this. So definitely have, um, have kept my regular routine. Um, Kind of how Diego said, nothing really has changed besides just kind of being at home more, not going to like random places, whether that means I didn't go to a concert. um, I didn't go to like this event, community event, you know, but those are all those again, going, think, reframing it, those are just all extra things that if this wasn't happening, I would do. But in having more time at home has allowed me to, at times, focus a little bit more on, you know, things that I typically always want to be doing, but never really do. So I, the first month, I think I did start to try to more consistently go ahead and try to play the ukulele, learn my French, um, which that that got tired that like that whole little routine kind of ended pretty pretty quickly within like a month and a half in but that goes like that's not new to me because I have been trying to play the ukulele for the last like three years and I have been learning trying to learning French for like the past like 10 years I haven't I dance a lot I'm always dancing I'm always singing I always have music on I always do wonder what my neighbors think. Um, de la música que pongo is I'm always like playing different stuff, um, really loud from like my rancheras to like, my Brazilian samba music to. I imagine that they're yeah. just perreando right there with you. <laughs> yeah, this is my jam. So, so it's fun, but but definitely that's kind of how my quarantine started. Um, we're obviously like we're in the third month now. Ahorita ya como que sí se siente un poquito diferente for me personally speaking. Um, I have started to feel a little bit lonely. Um, so and that's and I think that's okay. You know, like I'm acknowledging that that que me siento un poquito sola because I. Again, I haven't had that routine of like meeting with people like many of us or even seeing like my family. No, but let's look back to the to the reopening because I think that, you know, as as much as, you know, people here in Madison protested to reopen yeah. businesses, but in reality, even if they were to reopen, you know, a lot of people I I don't think will go out like they would normally, you know. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm out and about, you know, sometimes I see people without masks, but I definitely see people with masks, you know, social distancing, things like that, you know. But that's because you're in, like, a bigger city. I'm pretty sure. T- did you not see that picture of, like, Lee Geneva when it first reopened? Yeah. And it was, like, Texas. packed full of fibs. Wisconsin, Wisconsin. <laughs> and I was, went, Illinois, too, since you said fibs. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. half people from down there and like half fibs and it's just like fucking packed like Lake Geneva is in the summer yeah yeah I think not like that like don't reopen like that yeah not in a bang opposite opposite way of whatever Lake Geneva did 
or or maybe even um i think what goes into that too is like the way that people understand the reopening you know i you know people are gonna take it whatever which way they want um but like like again like how are we commute um educating our community on what this reopening means like maybe was was there not enough like in like this sounds like we're controlled because we are but like was there not instruction enough instruction um was there not enough like communication about like this is the plan this is how we're it's happening um was it was it too too all of a sudden obviously people are antsy they're gonna be like oh pandemic's over let's let's go out to the bar um but was there not enough language around what this reopening meant and in how that impacted to you know like um so i don't know so i think there's a lot of a lot of things that we can talk about about like how the reopening went but definitely like i think we saw like like geneva or places that we're familiar with get those crowds of people and that there was a little bit of a like oops like there's a little bit of issue now um with being potentially like more cases in that area of covid um a big thing and how you said the protests too um I know Illinois is opening up in phases. I don't think I don't think there was so much a lack of communication as much as there was uh, people not giving a fuck. Um, I mean, you obviously saw the fucking protests in the capitals with a bunch of um, privileged white people running around with guns in the capital and not getting tear gassed. Mm-hmm. Um, yelling at cops, you know how they do. Getting in their faces. Coughing on people and all this other bullshit. Bunch of Karens being Karens. But yeah, I don't... I mean, all the information is mm-hmm. out there on how to go about trying to get back to what people think is normal. Um, it's just no mm-hmm. one's really cares. They, they didn't see them care. They're or, being selfish. Yeah, or they think that it's not going to affect them. You know, this is all you know, a hoax or whatever, where what they think isn't really grounded on reality. I've had people, when I was out at work, say things like, oh, it's like not that big of a deal, or, you know, why aren't you guys open? Um, People still trying to walk into the building, you know, um, and we're not at the point where we're ready to reopen where I work, which is great uh, because there's people out there without masks and, you know, um, like mad that this is how they have to live. You know, and people saying like, oh, this is America, you know, this isn't how we should live. It's like, well, that's great. Like, it's great that you think that, but that's not the reality of a lot of places and how we have to live now. You know, just because this is America doesn't make it impervious to people living with difficult situations or people having to deal with a pandemic, you know. True, true. Yeah. Um, And I think that Lake Geneva is a really good example of Walworth County, Lake Geneva had allowed businesses to reopen you know, because it's make, it makes the money, it boosts the economy. But then in exchange, a lot of people are getting sick. You well, know? I, a lot of those places already had to close down again. I mean, good, but also like that sucks that they even had to redo that. Um, but how are how are you seeing some people react to this, Diego? Because you also see people like out and about when you're at work. 
yeah, so we decided to stay closed because we are small. Um, so we're not going to be opening mm-hmm. up our doors anytime soon. We're going to stick with the whole curbside thing. But yeah, we still have a bunch of people like trying to come into the store or they call and they're like, hey, are you guys open? And then we're like, uh, yeah. And then they'll hang up on us and not let us like finish. Oh, we're st- still curbside only. <laughs> so then we have a bunch of people show up and try and open the door. Oh, and we're like, Ugh. a lot of them don't wear masks. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a large number of people that I see without masks. So I don't know, it, which is weird because it's a lot of like it's a good mix of like younger and older people too. Like that come to where I work, and it's like mm-hmm. a combination of of those, of those people aren't wearing masks. Oh, maybe maybe fifty is no. a little high, but I would say definitely like thirty to forty percent of the people that try to come in. Mm-hmm. don't have masks on that does that's terrible yeah and luckily that you you guys are still closed so it's not it's not like a, a serious issue because they're not like coming in to your face you know sometimes when we bring things out like they'll try and come towards us it's, it's not it's not as much as like the people that are wearing masks but some people were like we're trying to do no contact mm-hmm. but people will like actively try and take things from our hand i'm like what's the point <laughs> of no contact curbside if you're gonna take things from yeah. my hand right um, but yeah we're sanitizing everything like around the clock so mm-hmm. um, I had, um... we're all gucci because i think we went we went curbside only on the 24th and that was like two or three weeks after covid started really picking up i think we shut down on mm-hmm. the 19th Yo, Celine, when did you go into quarantine work? I went into quarantine on March, I believe, 17th. Yeah, I believe it was March 17th. So it was like between the last week or second to last week of March. So, you know, how do you think that people that you work with were impacted? Because you work with a community, you know, it's not like Diego and I, you know, we deal with a lot of um, like customer customers with our work but you like service the community people at risk Mm -hmm. Um, so how did you see that that affected people that you directly worked with yeah so the agency that I work with um, serves a large community of POC people it also serves the LGBTQIA plus community Um, within that the services that are provided are pretty essential services which is connecting people to housing or um, it's providing them support through housing processes that they're you know moving housing or getting a a new home um, people dealing with homelessness it provides support around preventative care such as like hiv testing Um, but it also provides a lot of support for people who need more immediate needs whether that's you know connecting people to insurance to a doctor to employment, but we have essential services that us as people who are privileged have very easy access to or very easy understanding. We're seeing a lot of our services be having to transform and take different shapes to to keep supporting the clients. Obviously, we're not meeting with people, so we did have to start working from home and serve our clients in the best way possible. Things that have changed is, you know, when people are providing support in housing, 
I, you know, I don't work in that department, but I'm sure being able to take tours of an apartment for a client is looking different. Um, the safety precautions of like supporting a client move into a place with now social distancing, um, with maybe people facing evictions or supporting people through processes of eviction. Also, there's a, we do have a TLC program and um, they support uh, trans individuals. So just a lot of different factors go into the services that we provide. And we've just been able to see that affect people um, in very different ways and to what it means to their community and how they're getting impacted. So I would say, you know, the, the list can go on and on and on. Um, I can't say directly, I can't speak for each um, department that we have at our agency, but I have definitely seen changes within the department I work in and hiring and employment is taking a little bit of a slower process for people. Yeah, that's a lot of services and stuff that you that affect people, um, you know, at at-risk communities and stuff, um, which, you know, can lead to a lot of, like, frustration, um, especially when, you know, we take into consideration everything that's been going on um, with, like, police brutality, you know, um, the murder of George Floyd, um, and there was, like, a bunch of riots that broke out this weekend um, in Madison and Chicago. Um, I didn't go to the protests uh, here in Madison. Um, Diego, I don't think you went either. Uh, no, I didn't go. And I know Yos, you, you went out and you took some some pictures for the podcast and stuff. Um, what was it? What was it like out there? You know, we started out um, in the as a caravan protest. Um, and and that in itself, you know, it was like, if I can find an alternative way to be there, um, you know, being in a car, caravanning it, like, let's do that. Like, you show up for change. Um, and then we slowly just kind of transitioned into being in the streets with everyone because we're all there because we care. We are, we're all there because we want to see change. We are all there because we see everything that the black community is going through and we we can't experience it like like we you know us we're three Latinx people um like we don't we don't know that struggle we don't know the that heartbreak um you know I think we all experience heartbreak in a different in a different way um but I think being there and showing up that was important for me yesterday um and there was no possible way, possible way for me and again i emphasize the me part because that's just me um i think there's a lot of advocates and advocacy to that someone can do in in this area of 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 work um and you know like when i go to the protest like i'm not like in the cop's face, um, which I'm not saying is good or bad, but I mean, you know, like, like I know, I know the way that I protest, um, and I, and there's advocates there who, you know, are there in a different way, um, and show their advocacy through a, a different, different forms of, 
power and different forms of speech and different forms of art. Um, and for me, just being able to be there, walk amongst a whole lot of people who care for change and who care for people's lives at the end of the day and who see this oppression being placed on the Black community, um, I guess it's just it's just a form of support. So yes, I don't know. I think there's a whole large conversation, and I'm sure that in the you know the near future we're gonna be focusing specifically on this topic. But I think my experience yesterday was you know an experience that I just felt I needed to be there. So yeah, so I'm gonna go get tested tomorrow for COVID because I you know at the end of the day I still care um, to make sure that my well-being and my health is okay um, because we are still living in this pandemic and COVID still exists. So if you are going out to protest, make sure that you're keeping safe, um, you know, wearing your mask, washing your hands, take hand sanitizer, take your water. Um, you know, hopefully you can be there with a buddy. Um, but yeah, but still go get tested because we are all highly exposed to it. So yeah, so that's just a little, a little bit. Um, of yesterday it was beautiful to be with with people so yeah so i'm excited if we'll we'll be i think as a whole as a crew we'll be talking more about this what do y'all think how do y'all feel um so you know the protest in madison it hasn't even been a full you know 24 hours um, there was a peaceful protest and then I, you know, I saw on social media that the the group started to kind of, you know, spread out and the protest was over. But then I think it wasn't until Diego, you messaged me later on in the evening saying like there's like a mini group of people at the, um, the start of State Street that were, you know, I don't know, with the police down there. Um, and then I took to Twitter a few hours later and, you know, people were breaking glass and people were you know, getting in other people's faces and stuff like that. And then, of course, you're going to get people. Yeah, so apparently uh, that was started by two white girls. Oh, are you talking about the one who broke the glass? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about how grateful I am that people were able to film it because, you know, people are going to start demonizing people of color and saying, you know, this, you know, uh, protest that was started uh, because of the Black Lives Matter, because of George Floyd, you know, turn violent, you know. Um, so it was really great it, to see that, that that girl was caught, like, red-handed breaking a, a window of a business. Uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, uh, I don't know if you saw the thing in Minneapolis, but uh, it looks like it was a cop who started vandalizing the auto zone. Mm. And then a person of color came up to them and like, hey, dude, what are you doing? And then, like, ran away. It's just okay. white people. It's just white people living out their riot wet dreams. Yeah, because even in the video that we saw of the of the girl who broke the um, window downtown on State Street, you know, you saw people talking to her and saying, "Hey, you know, we don't have the resources to fight this. If we get in trouble, you know, we're not as privileged as other people are." You know, so I think that was really good that people, like, on the spot, were were telling her, like stop like this is just like not good it's not helping the cause um and you could see throughout the night that there was you know a good mix of people um but again it's just but it's also kind of funny because the 
The CEO of Target wrote a message saying he supports the movement and that they can just rebuild and pay their workers. Right, like they have enough money to to do that. Yeah. You know, they're a huge corporation. Like it's Target. Let's be real. So it's like a lot of people are just like, yeah, it's fine. A lot of these businesses are insured, anyways. Like, yeah, it sucks, but is that more valuable than human life? Right. And I think that's really nice because for a while you were hearing people who weren't part of the movement and aren't supporting of um, the protests or the uprisings, you know, um, saying like, oh, well, you know, they're rioting and there's these businesses and oh my God, like Starbucks is getting like, it's burning to the ground or whatever, you know, like Target got, um, you know, broken into, or um, we were watching one on the Macy's in Chicago, how that one got broken into. And it had the worst, best white privilege commentary I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's these people, they're like in their apartments, um, looking down at the Macy's. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, they're running into Macy's. Oh my God. As if it was like the end of the world. <laughs> Maybe to them it was. And Brian and I, we were like, bruh, like really? <laughs> Macy's, they're going to be fine. Like, uh, I mean, even if they're not, who cares? It's Macy's. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, um, it's really nice to see that small businesses, local businesses, bigger businesses are, are, (laughs) they're in support of of the movement and what people are trying to do. And there's always going to be people who are going to maybe take an opportunity and, you know, do some vandalism, do some looting, you know, it just, it kind of goes with the territory of an uprising because people are sick and tired of the way that, uh, that we've been living in under, you know, this police state. Not in this America. I'm oh free. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't tear on me, bro. There's just, there's so many layers to everything that's been going on. And, you know, it's it's a shame that people um, can't see the bigger picture, you know, because they're, they're so privileged that to some degree it must be nice. Mm-hmm. But then to another degree, it's, um, <laughs> it's like, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. Like, how fucking blind are you? I think... There has to definitely be a reform of a lot of things in the way that we do everything in America. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that need to change. Um, And a police that doesn't protect Black people, that doesn't protect all people, like, that's not a police we need at the end of the fucking day. Um, So, yeah, and and yeah, there's a lot of people who are are very distant to this. Again, I mean, I think we all have our our the our own ways that we that we um, will acknowledge everything that's going on. But I think the first start is yes, acknowledging it and knowing that it's an issue. What do you think, Diego? I feel like you, for being someone who's um, who has some very visceral feelings about police force and a, a lot of uh, a lot of things that are relevant to what's going on. What are, were your What are your thoughts on what specifically? Um, let's start with the protest, and then let's move on with the uh, late night uprising. I like it all. What you, all of it. I'm for it. And wish, wish I could have gone. Should have RSVP'd. No, I mean, you, there comes a point where you just get sick and tired of all this shit. Uh, a lot of pent up feelings, you know. There's the whole it's a, uh, systematic racism embedded in the system. It's just, it, there comes a point where you're like, fuck this. Uh, yeah, this is basically what people feel. <laughs> it's like they're just done. There's you got to do something, and there's a whole like, um, you know, I'm the thing I'm tired of seeing is like, oh, MLK, uh, fucking uh, protested peacefully. 
Yeah, and they still fucking killed him. Right. So, and- like, Colin Kaepernick knelt. That was peaceful, and everyone's all uppity about that shit. Mm-hmm. People have been protesting with Black Lives Matter in a, in a peaceful way, and people were still giving that movement shit. You know, so it comes to a point where you're so angry that any way that you're trying to communicate that your community is in danger, that your community, you know, is being murdered without any repercussions, you know, it comes to the point where you just, you know, this isn't surprising. You know, I wish it would have happened earlier, <laughs> maybe in a time where, where uh, coronavirus, you know, you know, wasn't coinciding with this, because I would have loved to go to the protest, but, you know, the Rona. So, um in a, in a way, I'm really happy that these protests are happening and that there's so much visceralness to this um, because it was bound to happen. Um, I just wish I was a part of it. You um, are part of it. But I meant like going to the protest and, you know. Actively sure what, participating. Yeah, like I, I wanted to yell at some white people like that. That'd be nice. Yeah. One thing that... I'm like, oh, dang, I should have remembered to bring spray paint. There was going along the lines of like, there was a lot of beautiful spray art throughout the whole city of Chicago. But yeah, but again, how do you keep voicing these messages? Fucking write it on the Target <laughs> Target walls. Again, we love Target. Um, but, but write it on the wall in hot pink spray paint. And for people who are, you know, upset that there's all this, you know, vandalism, there's fires being set. But as, as I was saying, you know, when there's civil unrest, you know, your streets aren't going to be clean and pristine and nice. You know, it's it's unreasonable to to think that way um, and to, to really to care about property over people. You know, this is a problem that affects most cities and towns, you know, even um even in Delavan, you know, it's a small, it's a small town, but they have a terrible police force there. You know, Brian has a terrible story, the way he was treated when he was trying to report a crime. You know, he got handcuffed and pushed over and, you know, it, like, it doesn't make any sense as to why he was being treated that way. And this is... I'm well aware of how terrible Delavan PD is. Mm-hmm. I was uh, pretty sure I was targeted for a whole year because I would get pulled over once a month. I had guns drawn on me by Dalvin PD. So, yeah. And again, I think like going back into how you can be a part of it, anyone can be a part of it. You can be a part of it. We're all a part of it. And it doesn't, and being a part of it and supporting doesn't look one way for sure, you know? And, and just being able to, you know, find a way that you can support. Again, it doesn't look one way. And I, that's one big, that's the biggest thing I think I, I keep echoing. Because it doesn't look one way, you know? We're not all there throwing fists. Um, maybe we want to. And if that's the way that you're going to advocate, great. If you're there um, by donating, by reading and educating yourself, um, support looks one way, but it starts with caring. Um, and it starts with education. And it starts with listening. And I echo listening because... So many voices have been oppressed for so long. And how Diego's saying, communities are tired of it. The Black community is tired of it. All entities of different communities are tired of it. Um, All right. Well, I guess, I don't know. Is there anything else? Is there anything else that you guys think that we need to talk about or catch up on um, due to recent events? I mean, 
Is there anything to talk about? Um, oh, there's just this, so much. This is this is kind of life now. So, summer's coming. We're all dying from a virus. Um, white people be be white. <laughs> Police brutality for people of color still a thing. Um, and maybe this will actually change some stuff, or at least be the beginning of that. I, I don't know. It's just uh, we'll see what happens. This was supposed to be a catch up episode. <laughs> But there's but there's so many things that happened, you know, these past few days that um, just in the last week. And you know, we haven't really recorded since the uh, since COVID shut down a lot of states. And even then, you know, so many things have happened even there. So you know, this will probably be something that you know we're definitely going to keep talking about as time goes by. I mean, I don't see any of this going away. I don't see things getting particularly easier. Um, so we're in for a really awesome 2020. Started awesome. It's going to continue to be awesome. <laughs> it started with the threat of World War Three. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Felt the good old days. And that really was on fire. And uh... then we got COVID. Then we got killer hornets. Oh, yeah. Then... Murder hornets. Yeah, murder hornets. And then what do we got? Uh... The death of George Floyd and some riots. So yeah, only good things can happen from now on. <laughs> There's only one way to go, and that's up. Unless you go down. Rock bottom. Then then, uh, then <laughs> after that, up, right? Unless we go back down. Relapses do happen, you are right. But then right after, you go straight up. <laughs> I like the positivity. You know, you gotta try. You gotta try. So um, I don't have anything else to add. You know, Diego, you gave your last thoughts. Yos, how about you? Yeah, I think just the biggest thing, there's a lot going on. So just take care of yourself. Give yourself time, space, um, and really check in with yourself as to what it is that you need um, mentally, physically, spiritually. Just take care of yourself. Take care of those around you and know that you that you matter, that you have your part in all of this. Um, but I think it really, you know, Make sure that you're that you're well. I'm gonna repeat that in Spanish as well because I can. Um, pero sí, en sí, con todo lo que está pasando en el mundo en este momento, la, la última cosa que yo quiero decir es cuídate, cuídate y piensa en ti, en lo que necesitas, date tu espacio, que si es algo que necesitas para cuidarte mentalmente, físicamente, espiritualmente. Queremos a todos sanos y queremos salir de, de todo esto y queremos tener un mejor mañana y, y sí, apoyar a nuestras, nuestras comunidades y todos estamos afectados en, en maneras muy diferentes, pero el, el querer saber, educarte, escuchar y apoyar en sí es sumamente importante en estos días, así que cuídate para que puedas puedas hacer eso pero date tu espacio date tu tiempo descansa tu cuerpo tu mente todo um, so so yeah so just I guess we're wishing everybody well I guess my sign off will be and for all you other people who aren't with it catch these hands <laughs> all right that was adorable lávanse las manos no sean pinches cochinos <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Over the Wall Podcast. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe, rate, and review our podcasts. Send us an email to overthewallcast at gmail.com.